Welcome to the UK Travel Planning Podcast. Your host is the founder of the UK Travel Planning website, Tracy Collins. In this podcast, Tracy shares destination guides, travel tips, and itinerary ideas, as well as interviews with a variety of guests who share their knowledge and experience of UK travel to help you plan your perfect UK vacation. Join us as we explore the UK from cosmopolitan cities to quaint villages, from historic castles to beautiful islands, and from the picturesque countryside to seaside towns. Hi, and welcome to the UK Travel Planning Podcast. In this episode, our guest is Cheryl Ridpath-Conway, who has recently returned with her family from a whirlwind five-and-a-half-day trip to London. Cheryl created a fun-filled itinerary for her family, which included some of London's most popular attractions, such as the Tower of London and Westminster Abbey, plus a day trip outside the capital, a photo shoot, a trip to Harry Potter Studios, and two walk-in tours. In this episode, Cheryl chats through how she prepared for the visit and designed an itinerary which suited her family's interests after deciding to head to London with only six weeks to prepare. Find out about their experiences visiting London in 2022, including reflections on the places they visited, tours they took, where they stayed, how they got around, best experiences and tips to make the most of your visit. I'm really, really happy that you agreed to come onto the podcast uh, today, Cheryl, and talk about your recent trip to London. I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. And you've been sharing some brilliant photos and your itinerary in the Facebook group. So I thought it was absolutely the best. The next step would be really for you to come on the podcast and um, talk about your trip. So would you like to just introduce yourself? Tell us where you're from. Um, a little bit about who you went with um, to London and was it the first trip that you had to London? So there's a few questions I want to start you off with. (laughs) I live in Southern California with my husband and our three kids, uh, two teenagers and one almost teen, so three girls. And they are very good sports about photo ops and um, they love museums probably more than I do, so uh, in history. Um, I had been to London, but nobody else in the family had. Um, And we just went to Italy in November and December. So we saw a lot of churches and a lot of museums. So this one we wanted to be more fun um, and maybe Harry Potter and Beatles focused um, and just like a more fun trip. Oh, yeah. And definitely. I saw the, some of the photos that you had taken when you were there were, were amazing. We can talk about those in a little bit, little bit later as well. So how long were you actually in London for? Five and a half days. Yeah. Um, and we were initially, so the trip was actually for my 50th birthday, which is next month. And we were originally supposed to go to the Amalfi Coast. We had the place booked and everything, but um, the flights were just kind of a nightmare. We couldn't find anything direct and long layovers and yeah. Finally, I was like, you know what? Forget it. I love London. Let's just do that. And literally within, it was February, I booked it. And um, then I just had to plan this trip in like a month and a half. So. Oh, okay. That's great. Could you give us a, a bit of an overview of your itinerary, what you did in those kind of five and a half days? We'll, we'll talk in more detail about, about each day, but kind of what, what did you, what was your overview of your kind of putting together your itinerary? Um, well, we were, um, there's a lot of things you feel like you have to do, right, when you're going yep. to places. And I knew that this wouldn't be the last time I go to London. So I was kind of thinking, let's just put those off and do the stuff I want to do. Um, I'm a huge, huge World War Two history. Sorry, my yeah. dog just came in. Um, World War Two history buff. So um, Churchill War Room was number one yeah. of the things I wanted to do, and I absolutely loved it. Um, 
And if you do go, I recommend reading The Splendid and the Vile prior to going, which is the biography on Winston Churchill. It really adds a lot of depth to your visit. And then, so like Tate Modern and National Gallery, St. Paul's, like we just, none of it. We didn't do any of it. I was just saying you're going to go back again so you can... We'll go back again. Did you kind of plan your itinerary to suit the interests of, because obviously you had your three daughters, your husband and yourself, so you'd been to London before. So did you kind of lead the itinerary? Did you ask them for things that they were interested in doing as well? I know what they're interested in. So I tried to tailor it to their interests, but um, I do... I, I plan it a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Like me, I have to look in the planning as well. It's always the fun bit, isn't it? When you're right. doing all the research and. Uh... Um, when we are going to a museum, I make them each pick one painting and research it and tell us about it because it gets them more engaged in the museum. We did that when we went to the Louvre. Um, but this was, like I said, it was just more like yeah. Harry Potter. We did a Jack the Ripper tour. We did a Harry Potter yeah. tour. Um, and prior to going, we did Shakespeare's Globe Theater. So prior to going, yeah. we also watched Shakespeare in Love, um, yeah. which I think is R. So uh, there was a, one point where I hadn't checked um, the rating on it, but so they did show there's some nudity. I don't know if you know that, but, um, yeah. but it, it's a great, it really helped our family feel like, wow, like this is like Shakespeare's time, you know, it was really good to watch oh. beforehand. I think it is. I've got a few articles actually on the website about um, movies set in London. I've got one about uh, Scotland as well, because I always think, and it's something that we love to do as well, is watch watch TV shows or, um, you know, dramas or informational um, TV programs about the place that we're going to visit and also read books. I think that's always a really good way to prepare. And I love the fact that you, you know, ask your daughters to research a a painting as well, because that's a really good way, as you say, to kind of keep that focus and and you can find that painting and and talk to to everybody else about it. So you're kind of the expert about it. So that's, that's really cool. That's really cool. So should we, should we talk about, each day so you you arrived on a Sunday yeah yeah and our flight was delayed so um the first day all I had planned was the hop on hop off bus yeah and uh the river Thames cruise but because our flight was delayed we missed the the cruise right um but I thought oh no big deal because we were actually doing the cruise as part of the Harry Potter walking tour on Friday yeah but then it was so busy that day that they wound up refunding that so we never got to do the River Thames cruise like I said I'll be back so absolutely (laughs) and the thing is uh, to be honest I think uh, um, doing the hop on hop off bus is a brilliant thing to do on your first day you know when you arrive and you're jet lagged and you're tired and you're like oh and it's also really just a good way to kind of orientate yourself with London right with the city I think even if if you just you know you're, you're so, still zombified from the flight and I know I'm, we'll be flying back in two weeks time from Australia so it's 24 hours so you know that first day you're, you're pretty much wiped out right. um so I think that's a that was a really good idea to do that so it also give you a chance to just kind of relax into London a bit right as well. right yeah we were definitely tired so that was a great yeah. first day just easy um then the second day we started with Westminster Abbey yeah um, but we didn't do any formal tour because this was a lesson we had learned in Italy with um, some of the museums and churches. It was more like, Allora, look at that brick and look at this brick. And my kids were like, I just want to see it. Like, I want to feel it. Yeah. Um, yeah. In particular, we loved like Poets Corner and the Cloisters. Yeah. So um, we didn't need to like analyze every piece of it, but it was a beautiful thing for like an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to take it soak in the atmosphere. So, right. Such a historic building. Um, 
yes, and very, very popular with just about everybody that wants to go to London. I think Westminster comes up, Westminster Abbey comes up pretty much uh, consistently is somewhere that people want to go to. And obviously you would have seen Big Ben, I'm guessing, just about with all the scaffolding off. Yeah, so there was like yeah. maybe like um, not le- maybe like 20% of it was still under. So you can yeah. take great pictures. But yeah. I stalked the webcam for like the month leading up to it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a yeah. live webcam. Right, just yeah. to see the progress. To see if I could get my yes, it looks stunning, I have to say. The photos I've seen that look absolutely beautiful. Yeah. So we look forward to seeing that. So after Westminster Abbey, you headed across to the because Churchill War Rooms are, are close. Yep. Um and I absolutely love that. Like I said, yep. I'm very interested in Winston Churchill. So um that was incredible just to, you know, experience the life in the bunker and read everything. Yep. So we were there probably two hours. I could have spent another hour, but, you know, given the kids were kind of done at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we had lunch by the London Eye and then we did the London Eye, which was yeah. the last time I was in London that did not exist. So oh, okay. uh, that's how long ago it was. Um, I, I went, it was like mid nineties when I went. Yeah. I remember going on it when it first opened and I don't know when that was. That's the last time I was on it. We've actually booked to go on it because the views are just amazing right there. so it's a cool experience um I actually preferred the shard views like if you, yep. if you had to yep. pick one I would pick the shard yep. I'm actually going to do we're going to do all three because we do the sky the sky garden the shard and the London eye because I want to do a bit of a comparison uh-huh. so because we're often asked that which right. is the best view right. so I said well it's a long time since I've done the London eye you get great views of Big Ben and Westminster obviously the shard slightly further down the river so would like to check that out as well and then we did the sky garden on last trip so i'll be able to do a bit of a video in comparison which i think will be useful because it's apart from the sky garden which is free obviously the, the shard and uh, the london eye can it cost quite a bit right so i think it's useful if you want to just choose one of those which one which ones will give you the best views you know we could not get um tickets in the time that i wanted to sky garden so yeah. it kind of made the decision for us because that was my first yeah. choice because the shard is a little pricey i think it was like 30 pounds or ish, uh, a person, but it was so nice because it was a day that we, um, it was in between things and we just needed a couple hours to sit and like have a drink and yeah. wait for our Jack the Ripper tour. So it was a good, it was a good downtime. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's- okay. So back to day one, uh, after that, then we went to Covent Garden. That was our final stop of the day. And I adored Covent Garden the the live music I know that the performers have to audition for a spot so they're all like yeah. really great and um the the market apple market changes daily so the day that we went on a Monday it was antiques and collectibles yeah. um but we actually went back later in the week because we were looking for prints and I knew it was like art later in the week so we went back on yeah. Friday um, but I loved Apple Market. I got a perfume at Penn Halligan's. Um, wherever I go, I always buy a perfume because scent yeah. is your strongest sense of memory, sense of memory. And so Absolutely. that ties to the trip. So my daughter and I each oh, got okay. a bottle of Penn Halligan's. Yeah. Oh no, that's amazing. Oh, Covent Garden is great. It's definitely, it's, it's where we're actually staying in Covent Garden. I just love that whole atmosphere of Covent Garden. Yes, it is touristy i guess as well but it's amazing there's so many fantastic restaurants museums around there the theater district so there's just so much and i just say all the street there's lots of things to do and see yes i loved it i was actually looking to stay there initially but um just price wise because we're a family of five we wound up staying in knightsbridge right next to harrods because it was yeah like half as much money a night 
Oh yeah, well we're we're staying in London a few times, and we're, we are moving around. Shall we say because of you know it it, it does cost by start by the time you start adding up. I think we've got about eight nights in London altogether, so we're doing three in Covent Garden, and then kind of moving around the city. But just trying also different places so we can recommend different areas as well. I right, it'll be really useful. Um, so that was your first day. So did you did you have a meal when you went back to your um? Did you say in an Airbnb or we did uh, an Airbnb? Yeah, in yeah. Nicebridge. No, we, uh, we ate at Honest Burger before the London yeah. Eye, and that was just kind of our big meal of the day. Yeah, um, yeah. My kids have celiac disease, um, so we have to. I have to vet every. I have to know like I have a time here, and these are the restaurants that are safe. Yeah. Um, but there are several chains in London that are safe. For celiac, um, Honest yeah. Burger, ZZ, Bella Italia, um, Pizza Express. Yeah. So, so I think um, it's, a, it's a question that's often asked, actually, because of, you know, celiac disease or um, any um, allergies or and I think the UK is pretty good on on that in terms of the, the menus and, and letting you know what's in or isn't in. Um different different meals. So did you obviously you kind of stuck to where you prepared? plan to go to but did you find that it kind of catered well um yeah much better than the u.s all of europe is much better than the u.s um yeah yeah with but it's definitely you can't really wing it you have to prepare ahead of time and there are a few places i had contacted um and they were very transparent that they couldn't do safe um what's that Peggy Portney's or that really Instagram. Yes. And they were, they, they can't. Um, so we didn't, but I love that they were honest and transparent about if they can safely handle it. No, that's good to know. Um, I know. I know when I did a recent post about afternoon teas because they're so popular, and I did check on all, all of the websites. I and, saw that. And Thank you. Majority, for yeah, majority actually do do say contact us, or they do offer that. Right. So um, yeah. I think they're very conscious of of you know being able to be inclusive and offer right to as many people as they can. I mean, and it's a it's um it's something that I think everybody's much more aware of and I know sort of 20 30 years ago it wasn't as catered for as it is now so that's positive I think for if you are traveling and you've got those sort of concerns or worries that um, you can prepare for that right so Tuesday I know you did a day trip so I'm quite excited to hear about this so I'm gonna the first thing I actually want to know about this is how did you choose where to go because there are so many amazing places to visit outside of London I been to Bath before. Yeah, I loved it. I, I saw today you said something about getting a Sally Lund bun, and that was like one of my most vivid memories from twenty five years ago. Is getting the clotted cream and the Sally Lund bun. We did yeah. it because they can't safely do it for celiac, but I loved Bath. Um, so I knew I wanted Bath, and I, I I just feel like you have to see Stonehenge. But like I said, I I don't know if you saw this on my. On my yeah. post, but I was basically going to Stonehenge to check a box. It wasn't something like I really wanted to do, but I could not have been more wrong. Like I absolutely loved it. Um, when we arrived, it had been raining and then it had just stopped raining and it had been forecasted to rain all day. So I really think that deterred the crowds. So when we went, there was like six other people there. And as you know, there's like nothing, um, there's no development around the area other than no. that road. So it was so easy with the lack of crowds and the lack of development to feel transported back 5,000 years ago to like a winter solstice festival. And we had been talking extensively about the history on the whole way over. So yeah, 
Yeah. Um, oh gosh, I loved it. I did not think I was going to love it that much. <laughs> and I think the visitor center is amazing as well. Um, I mean, I, the first time I went to Stonehenge ever, I was driving out to Wells, and um, at that point, I don't know, we're talking maybe thirty years ago. You could just pull over, yeah. walk under a tunnel, and you were at the stones. No, nobody really. I mean, people visited, but it wasn't as big a uh, right. visit or as well known maybe as it is now. But and and then I remember the last time I went. I couldn't believe it because there was a big car park and there was a visitor center and there was a bus to the stones, which was completely different to 30 right. years ago. Um, so it's good to know. And I think that sometimes put, puts people off, but I have said to people who want to go, you know, I think the visitor center is excellent and you learn so much about the stones and you get to see what was found in the area. Uh, I just, and it gives you the history as much as they can put together of it right. um, before you actually go out to the stones, which I think is a good way to prepare and just to know a bit more if you haven't already kind of done that research. Research. Right. Our, we took a private tour of the countryside yeah. and we had a guide who was a history um, yeah. major. And so the whole hour out, he just told us about Stonehenge and then on the way to bat. So it was just a lot of, um, a lot of information, but um, yeah. it was, it was very helpful. And it really, like I said, enhanced that visit as well. Yeah, and so you just had obviously with that you you um, booked a private driver guide for that. So did he pick you up from the hotel and then take you? Yep. Did you design yeah. the day or did did you? I mean, how did you kind of set that up? He has plans, but you can tailor it to your vision. Um, it, it's mytailoredtours.com. dot com. His name is Oz, and he's amazing. So so yeah. helpful. Um, but I wanted to do so after that we did bath and then. Cotswolds is like an option and usually people choose Castle Coombe or Lecoq but I wanted to do both yeah. one for like Instagram and two for um my kids are big Harry Potter fans Definitely, yeah so he's like okay we could shave a little off Stonehenge shave a little off Bath and like you know so he was great and he's like I've never had so people do so much in one day as you yeah. but that's how we roll <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess it was an early start and then a late finish. <laughs> yeah, seven thirty start and then I think six thirty yeah. finish. Yeah. I think one of those advantages I have taken because I don't know John Coupland who does John England tours who does tours of the Southeast England is in in the Facebook group and um, you know we did a chat with him a few episodes ago I think it was episode six and you know the advantages of actually having a you know it is a bit more expensive I'm not going to lie about that but it is than taking a group tour or even a smaller group tour but I think the advantages are just the fact that you, you, you and we've done this a few times in different places in Europe as well and you, you can learn so much but you also get that kind of private driver right. experience, guide experience so you get everything tailored to you yeah and if yeah even if we were on a bigger tour I couldn't have lingered in a spot yeah. I wanted to linger um so that uh, yeah I really love that when we were in Italy we did a day tour and again that was our favorite day there of Tuscany Pisa um Siena and San Gimignano yeah. but you were on this big group so like when they go you go and I would have oh, loved yeah. to linger a little longer in some of those spots so after Stonehenge we went to Bath um yep and yep. he told us all about the Bath and then he didn't go in with us that was like kind of on our own but there's audio guides um, but I had been there and I'd remembered it and my kids just kind of wanted to see it. They didn't want to like read every little thing. Um, so we were there way shorter than he had anticipated, but that was kind of my plan because I'd rather spend the time in the Cotswolds than lingering in the Roman bath. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we had lunch and bath and then headed and, um, 
Also, another great thing about all these guides is that they all have iPads with clips of movies. So um, when Mm -hmm. we first arrived at Bath, my daughter is a musical theater kid and she's doing Les Mis right now. And he was like, have you guys seen Les Mis? And there's that bridge where Russell Crowe kills himself at the end of the movie or whatever. And so he showed, I wasn't familiar with the scene, but he showed us the scene and then we see the bridge and it was, um, it was, it's really great to see the little clip and then see the thing. Absolutely. No, that's really good. I like the idea of that. That sounds really, uh, really good way of kind of bringing it to life as well. If you've watched the movie and then you see, oh, this is where it was actually set. I don't know if you're um, Bridget and fans. um, Lady Danbury's house we saw. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's quite a few Bridget. I think there's actually a Bridgerton. Now, I've got to get this right. Bridgerton Afternoon Tea at the Jane Austen Centre. I've got to check that out. They'll probably tell me off if it's not. But that's what somebody's told me recently. So I do actually need to check that out and see that if that is something that they're offering. Um, because I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's uh, quite a few Bridgerton-themed uh, tours as well around Bath. would be quite interesting to take. So Yeah, they film um, some of the Featherington stuff in one crescent, one Royal Crescent. Yeah. We actually toured that as well, um, which wasn't on the original agenda that I had spoken to him about. But I, like I said, I wanted to shave time in the Roman bath because I just wanted to see the bath and then see the, that was a really interesting, it's a museum set like it was in the late 1700s. Yes. Yeah. So if you want longer, have you been there recently? Yeah, uh, not for a couple of years. We're actually there at the end of June for for three days. Um, I'm trying to think the last time I was bath was probably about five years ago. So I don't. I don't know if they had this then, but now it's like an interactive thing. So they have these screens in every room with this family and this kind of fake drama of what had, you know, they want the third one to be a priest and the first one's gambling. And, but we, we opted not to follow along with that whole story and what's happening in the Americas with George Washington. But we just wanted to see, you know, the antiques and the beds and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we'll definitely be um, doing lots of those things and reporting on that at the end of June when we're there taking lots of videos and, um, yeah, lots of lots of articles coming out. Hopefully, about all of the things that we we get to see and do. We've got obviously quite a busy because we're back in the UK, you know, for twelve weeks. So we've got <laughs> quite a busy schedule kind of going here, there, and everywhere. So it's going to be. But Bath was one of those absolute. Um, it was somewhere we used to go quite often by train, but um, so it, it's it'll be nice to stay over and kind of experience again that kind of the atmosphere of the city because it's UNESCO World Heritage City. I think you just kind of just feels it doesn't it It just the heritage there and the history there and the architecture everything is just beautiful in, in Bath yeah so you went back to London I guess you kind of just crashed out that that evening or yeah I think we got yeah. some wine and cheese uh you know Marks and Spencer and then just fell asleep um because we, yeah. we had yeah. early mornings every day so then the next yeah. day <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the next day. This is what I'm very excited to find out about this as well because you had a photo shoot. Yes. So the next day we met our photographer at eight. Um yeah. in Italy and in London, I've used flytographer.com um because they have people all over the world and it's pretty reliable. And so we used Jimmy and he was amazing. Like just so game for our silly fun shoots. And he was just a really great, uh, like a good mix of commercial and art. And just, uh, we really liked him as a person and as a photographer. 
what time did you meet and where did you meet? Did you have kind of agreed places and what you were going to take? Yeah. We met at um, 8 a.m. at Cafe Nero right by Big Ben, the Cafe Nero yeah. right there. Um, because there's so many photo ops, as you know, right there. There's yeah. Parliament, Big Ben, phone booths. We got a great phone shot booth, yeah, with yeah. the phone booth and Big Ben. Yes, yeah, famous photo. Mm-hmm. Um, so did you have all your shots taken there? Is yeah, that in, that, in that, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And that was like early in the morning that you met, I guess, before everybody yeah. was up and about. So we met at eight, um, and it was already getting mm-hmm. crowded, um, but we managed to get some really fun, pretty shots. So we were very, very happy with the results. Yeah, I saw those. They were, they were just amazing. And just such a lovely souvenir of somewhere that you've been that you can, you yeah. know, and the kids will remember as well. So that was really cool. So did that take, was that guess most of the morning or a couple um, of hours? It was, we were only scheduled for an hour, but he wound up going like almost two. I mean, he was just so, I'm like, well, can I, can I get the shot too? And he, he was just such a good sport and just really great to work with. Okay. So yeah, we did that probably for like an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, for the rest, so then did you, I guess if you take, you're taking props and changes of clothes and stuff. <laughs> did you change clothes quite a few times? We went home and dropped off my tiara and my teacup. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then, yeah, we changed and then we had lunch and then we went to um, Warner Brothers. So, yes. So how did you get there? We, uh, so it was already all sold out. Like I said, we only booked this tour in, um, February. So I mean this trip. Yeah. So everything was sold out. So I had to yeah. do a tour that included transportation, okay. which I did through um Evan Evans, Evans, Evan, Evan Evans. Yeah. We met at their office. They you take a coach there. Um and then but one of my daughters had to go to the bathroom. Like for some reason she did not go at the tour mm-hmm. place. So my husband and her had to get off the coach go to like a McDonald's and then Uber when we were already paying for this transportation and meet us at Warner Brothers. So oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I think um, yeah, if you if you go I mean obviously if you, you know, the trip is kind of last minute and like a few weeks before as yours, yours were it's difficult then to make because some because uh, the Harry Potter is it always gets booked up. Right. So we've booked for June. We booked that I don't know a few months ago because it is busy but it's one of those things I guess that if you do if you can't get tickets because it's fairly easy to actually get to from London by right. public transport train um is that you, if that's always a godsend isn't it is that if you can't get on if you can't get a ticket that generally there will be a tour company right. that you can come with right you will they can do that it's more good. money but at least my kids were able to go so exactly they, they rather miss out yeah they were very happy have you been yes yes you get like the little passport and you stamp it around but um it, it was very cool to see and we've done we did universal yeah in florida the one that's connected with hogwarts express the two parks we live in Cal- southern california so we've done the one here Hunch. we've done warner brothers here like we really like harry potter yeah, you do. <laughs> I haven't done them. I, I think uh, we were in America in Los Angeles just before it opened. I think we actually went round to the park and it was it was there, but it hadn't. It was ready to open. Yeah. So that was probably uh, 2015, somewhere like that. We were in the states, and I remember thinking, "Oh, that'd be fantastic." Um, so we actually took my daughter to Harry Potter Studios for her. I think she must have been maybe 19th birthday. We took her there because um, again, that's quite a, it's quite pricey. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a great we had a great day. So it's just me and Doug that are going in June. So we're really looking forward to that. So that'll be it. And it's it's an, it's an easy day trip from London if you have got tickets because it's fairly straightforward by by public transport. 
Um, so that was a good day. So did you then when you got back, what sort of time did you get back from the Turkey? It was like eight or nine. So we, yeah, yeah it was a pretty late day. So again, just like had a couple of bottles of wine. Yeah. <laughs> that was my dinner every <laughs> night. It was just a bottle of wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then, so we've got the next day, so we're on to Thursday. So I know you had on your, because I've got a couple of your itinerary, the biggest walking day, and that's <laughs> that comes up. I know I've been I've been trying to walk more because I think that's something that can take a lot of people by surprise is just exactly how much walking you do when you're in London. Right. Um, well, I do that. This was the one for my kids, and I was just trying to prepare yeah. them. Um, oh, yeah. I think, it's a good, I think it's a good thing to do because I think if you don't, it can take you by surprise right. by exactly how much you're going to do. But we actually didn't walk as much as I said on my agenda because we wound up taking quite a few Ubers. Um, We took the tube once, but um, usually we just Ubered, which is not the most economical, but we were just trying to save time. We had, I felt like we had such a limited time in London that I didn't want to spend an hour transferring. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Um, and also, if you're, and I said to anybody, if you go on the underground, you don't see anything anyway. I mean, right. it's cool to go on the underground. It's a good experience, but you're underground, so you don't right. see a huge amount. Right. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, taking Ubers is, a, is a, also a great way to get around. So, you started off at the Tower of London? Yes. Yes. So, which I loved. Oh my gosh, did I love it. So, I, I commented this on your group, but um, what I recommend get there at 9 a.m. right when they open. Yeah beeline it to the crown jewels because it was shocking to me how quickly that queue built up like hundreds maybe a thousand people within an hour so um we saw the crown jewels first and i i just thought that it was brilliant how it has the conveyor belt in front of it because so many big attractions like that it's hard to see or you have to wait forever because people just crowd around it and yeah. that just slowly took you by all of them. Yeah. And I just thought that was brilliant. I don't know why every attraction in the world doesn't do that. Um, but they they were, they were incredible. Um, fit- yeah, that is something on there. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those you're like, wow. <laughs> right? They looked fake because they were so humongous. Um, they're amazing. So, yeah. And then um, I really wanted to do the Beefeater tour. One of my kids yes. was sick, so she was just not feeling it. Um, so I said, uh, the 10 o'clock Beefeater tour, the crowd was massive. I mean, absolutely yeah. massive because it was the first one of the day. So after you see the crown jewels, go do the white tower, do the bloody tower, do the mint, do the torture chamber, do all the other stuff, skip the first tour of the day, and then go to the second one. But my kids were like, "Mm, we're done. So we didn't get to do it, which I'm super bummed out because I heard them talking as I walked by and they were so engaging and so good so funny they have some great stories um and i, I think and we've been the tower of london i don't know how many times but the last time we we um joined this the beef it was amazing the stories that he was telling were just re, I mean, historically fantastic but just right. interesting right. real storyteller yeah um so that that was really cool um and it's a, a yeah a tower of london again is i guess it's one of those must visit places really in, right. in london is it? and you get great views of the shard as well yeah if you, <laughs> um, there's some must do's that you feel like you're just checking a box and there's yeah. some must do's that you see why you must do it and that's one yeah. like I see why you must do it there's so yeah. much history in it I just I absolutely loved it and the the history of it as a prison as a mint as a zoo <laughs> I know worn a lot of hats it's a very interesting place to visit um and 
Brits love visiting as well. Yeah. It's it's a it's you know somewhere that we we also go and visit and and kind of appreciate. Um, because obviously we've got lots of castles. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I'm from Northumberland, which is has even more castles than any other county. But but the Tower of London is very special. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So and it's it's true, and it's uh, I guess when you start talking about kind of the the must dos, um, it's easy to fall into that trap, isn't it? Of like I've got it these twenty places, I must right. do these twenty yeah. places. And the same way you travel, I guess, in the world, and and it's it's choosing which of those ones kind of really resonate with you. Right. So if there's kind of you know ten places, oh, they must do. It. But it's like figuring out which of those will fit in. And I think you did a really great job of that as well, of kind of tailor making it, choosing some of those things that you you know, really great things to go and visit, but that were also tailor-made to kind of fit into what you wanted for, for your trip. Yeah. Um, so did you walk, oh, because I knew you went to the Globe Theatre after, so did you walk over Tower yeah. Bridge and then down towards the... Yep. So, yeah, we walked uh, uh, by London Bridge, which yeah. um, which is Bridge. really anticlimactic compared to, like, Tower Bridge. It's, yeah, you know... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. everybody gets mixed up because yeah. a lot of people call it London Bridge, Tower Bridge. Yes, right. yes. um yeah so we walked over to the globe and that tour was amazing because it was 50 it was 50 minutes so it's under an hour really kept the kids attention like I said we had watched Shakespeare in Love prior to going so it was kind of cool to be there um even my daughter who was really sick that day um just she really liked it the one thing I was slightly disappointed was to learn that it's only like 25 years old um Yes, yes. So I knew it wasn't the original, but I had yeah. thought it was a couple hundred years old. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's uh, yeah, the, it was built. I think it's I know ninety seven. Sam Wanamaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they built it on where they think the original site was. Uh, no, near the original site. Yeah, there's a plaque. Apparently, there's a plaque on the original one, which we didn't go right. see. But yeah, he kind of got the idea. Yeah. <laughs> Not knocking other things down. <laughs> but, uh, it's so authentic. You would never know if if you didn't have that tour. So I absolutely loved it. I just wish it was older. I'll go back in 100 years. <laughs> well, we haven't booked that. So I'm going to have a look at actually doing that because I think that would be something that we'd enjoy doing as well and definitely watch the the movie. It's just like sometimes trying to – I mean, we're going to be in London for about eight or nine days, but trying to fit <laughs> – it's so many things in yeah. it's um, but that that's definitely something i think yeah i definitely would be interested in. i think probably douglas would be as well um and then of course borough market yes so oh. I, 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 think, <laughs> I love food so i really look before i've already got a list of places that i want to eat there at there so i'm like <laughs> we had a list too because there are three dedicated stalls safe for gluten-free a thai Perfect. an indian and a baked goods Um, but I love even just the stadium type seating where you sit, like that's normally not how I'd be comfortable eating, but it was so added to the experience of this, you get your food and your takeaway and eat it. Yeah, no, it's it's a really cool place to to go. And we're doing that. We're doing the same thing, guess that Tower London and then walking across Tower Bridge and then Borough Market and down. So that's why I'll definitely look at adding that, um, Globe Theatre tour as well and then after that you obviously because near Borough Market you've got the Shard so then you went up the Shard yeah so I had booked it for an hour later than we had gone but my kids were and I thought we'd just walk around but my kids were really I said the one wasn't feeling well and they were tired yeah. so I went there and I said hey our tickets are in an hour can we go up now and they were like absolutely so we just oh. hung out there for a couple hours which was yeah really needed while we wait for our Jack the Ripper tour yeah. it, was, it was a great way to spend a few hours they have really fun drinks I don't know if you saw the video I put it's like 
covered in cotton candy and you pour champagne on it and it dissolves. I think think that's also gone on my list now. (laughs) (laughs) It's very fun. Yeah, I'll do that one. Yes, yeah. I'll just write that down. Um, yes, I'm going to have a lot of uh, time, uh, enjoyable uh, time eating and drinking when I'm in London. That's yeah. for sure. I've got a long list of places that I want to go to. Um, and then you went, you did a Jack the Ripper tour as well. So how how did you find that? Fascinating. Uh, yep. We had a really great guide for that. Um, his name also was Jack. I, I don't know his company. It was like Get Your Guide, but I don't know his particular yep. company. But um, I love that they and they tell you right away, like we are not going to solve this mystery. Like we still <laughs> don't know who it is, but just yeah. really interesting, sad but interesting. Yeah. Story. Did you, when you went down from the shot, did you get a, um, an Uber to where you met? No, we Jack walked. For that? We walked, yeah. And how long was that tour for? Two hours. It was seven to nine. And then we Ubered home at the end of the night because we were tired. Yeah, I can imagine. Well, that's it. You've got, now we're on to the last day, yeah. the Friday, um, with, I have to tell you, <laughs> the best photo I have ever seen, ever seen. <laughs> really honestly your kids were great sports to do this because I know you had to get up really early in the day so um you just want to tell the listeners what you did because it's it's fabulous so again I stalked the webcam of Abbey Road there's a live webcam and I figured out what time would be the least trafficked and least pedestrians and that was 6 a.m. shortly after sunrise. So we got up at 5, we got our suits on, and we headed over to Abbey Road Studios, and we took the Abbey Road picture. And we debated all morning, should we have Paul take her shoes off, you know? And But we didn't, yeah, have, we didn't yeah. have a cigarette. So I'm like, it's really not authentic since we don't have a cigarette. So we let her keep her shoes on. But, yeah, we recreated that iconic photo, and that was, like, our most liked photo of the trip. Oh yeah, so much fun, so much fun, and as I say, it's so so cool that your kids like agreed to get up and and go and do that. And yeah, I mean that's just a it's a brilliant picture. So who took that picture? My your husband. husband. So then yeah. we then we have one of just him by himself crossing, and he's like, "This is so sad. Why didn't I take one with the kids?" I'm like, "I don't know. The future's female." <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So then after that, you um, did another walking tour. So you did the Jack the Ripper one the previous day, and then you did a Harry Potter, because I know you've yeah. said you're obviously fans of Harry Potter. Right. So did a Harry Potter walking tour. So yeah. how was that? So that was it. How I plan our trips is we hit it hard, and we wake up early, and we go late. But by the last day, I really like to wind down. So yeah. I only planned a few things for this day. So that was the Harry Potter walking tour. Like I said earlier, um, we couldn't do the boat ride portion that we had booked. Yeah. They, were, yeah. they refunded it immediately. But um, it was a bummer because we never got to do our, our River Thames. But um, yeah. it, it was fun because they made it a game. And we're competitive okay. nerds. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. everybody's assigned to it. A team and um, then you answer questions and it's like 10 points for Gryffindor right so my husband yeah. and one daughter were Slytherins and three of us were Ravenclaws and like we were crushing <laughs> them and my husband's like nobody likes you <laughs> nobody likes the person who's answering everything I'm like shut up <laughs> but it made the tour a lot more fun um oh, fun, yeah. just being engaged like that and again, she showed clips like, oh, you know, that scene yeah. where, you know, and then this, and then you see you're standing there. So that was fun, but I preferred the, if I had to pick one tour, I would have picked Jack the Ripper over Harry oh. Potter. Um, I just thought it was more of an interesting story. Um, 
and yeah okay okay so how long did the jack the, the harry potter one last was two, and an hour, two, two and a half two and a half okay so that was quite a long time and then we walked through borough market again on the harry potter ah, okay. and i ran yeah. into a vendor that i had seen the day before um so what? that was he he's irish i have to tell you everywhere i went i was talking in a british accent I'm like bloody hell my kids are like oh god please stop it's so insulting so embarrassing so i did it to a vendor go to in borough market he sells these like prosecco rosé drinks for five pounds that are so fun um he's, oh, he's, like, <laughs> he's like actually uh actually i'm irish and i'm like oh well then top of the morning to you whatever he's like nobody says that so the next day <laughs> We walk by, I'm like, oh, top of the morning to you. And the kids are like, oh, God, mom. <laughs> but he's like, oh, it's me, we long lost Irish sister. <laughs> Do you remember? Yeah, that's brilliant. That's such fun. So go there, get a Prosecco Rosé and say, top of the morning to you. I will. I'll say that to him and he's going to be like, hang on a second. What's going on? <laughs> I remember this. I remember this. <laughs> he was so fun. Oh, no, that sounds really cool. And then um, you headed back to Harrods no 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 then we went to uh Fortnum and Mason ah okay but we had a backpack and we changed in the restroom into like silk blouses um yeah because we were in all Harry Potter clothes so I didn't want to wear that to tea so we (laughs) had an afternoon tea 100% gluten-free because I didn't want any cross contamination on the table um but it was really it was lovely um oh good and they i didn't know this but they replenish everything so if you're like i love that chicken sandwich you could have eight of them or the scones um because i'm picky so i didn't love like i don't like eggs and uh so i like the chicken sandwich and the scones and the desserts and i always think i always love it because because i love egg sandwiches and don't you love it when you go to an afternoon tea there's always something that you really love there's always Mm -hmm. something that i go oh i want more of so it's brilliant to do that so we can have as many of because that for me egg sandwich yes please um i just have like you know 10 egg sandwiches i'll go with that or there's a nice quiche that Mm -hmm. there's there or there's something more I always more go towards a savory and you're like yes please I'll have more of those so that's cool so we'll definitely be doing Fortnum and Mason I know um we're doing quite a few afternoon teas yeah um we've got a few books so Fortnum and Mason is one that I really wanted to do and there's a did you do the Jubilee was it a Jubilee themed one yeah it's the I know they're um the store has like their platinum Jubilee um branding but I don't know if the the tea was I don't know well, it sounds like you had a you had a good meal though, and that's a good way, I guess, before you were you were flying home the next day, weren't you? So get your <laughs> your very very um, typical English experience with the afternoon tea. Yeah. So, really, so my and everybody looked, oh, yeah. it was so fun. My daughter had been looking all week. She collects prints, like street art kind of prints, and we just yeah. didn't see them anywhere in in London. So we're like, okay, let's go back to Covent Garden. Um, yeah. So we went back. She found her prints because Friday was art day, and then we took some more red booth uh photos um yeah yeah and then yeah because i i just i really loved covent garden and borough market yeah they're really cool you know i remember when i grew up um red telephone booths were for telephones (laughs) (laughs) i know now i'm from the northeast there was literally one uh, where my grandparents lived there was just one at the end of the street in the middle of like the grass Mm -hmm. that we actually used to have 
to use. And it's so funny because it's it's one of those kind of typical British things. But I do remember when they actually had a function rather than standing next to take photos. I know. <laughs> but they can't get rid of them now because they're so No, iconic. absolutely not. No, no, no. Too iconic. It's a bit like the red tele- um, red post boxes, yep. the red London boxes, you know. Those, uh, those are too iconic. Yeah. There's a great spot, and I put this on your post too, um, in Covent Garden next to the Royal Opera House where there's five in a row. Um, and then there's that like ballerina statue. So that's a really great photo op. Um, they're not symmetrical. So, but three of them are. So if you have three kids, yeah. you can put them in front of three boxes. And yeah. That. <laughs> well, that's so cool. Well, I'll put anything like we've talked about, I'll put in the show notes as well and links to, and obviously when, when I'm back in the UK, I can add some photos to different places as well, which will be really good. So um, right, I'm going to put you on the spot a bit. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know I did. So as a family, what were the top three things that you did when you were in London? And I can talk about experiences as well as attractions. So what were the kind of the, the three most memorable things, do you think? As a family, not just me. As a family, okay. yeah. As, no, as a family, I'm interested, yeah. Because I would say Churchill Warrens for me, but I think yeah. they were – they liked it, but not as much as I did because they're not obsessed with World War II. Um, but I think as a family, um, everybody loved the globe, like really, really enjoyed that and Tower of London. Um, and then I would say Borough Market or Covent Garden. Like those were my favorite like family things we did. Yeah, they enjoyed. And your three then? So obviously we've got Churchill War Room. Uh, Churchill War Room. Um, yeah. Probably um, Tower of London and yeah the globe still yeah and my kids the kids might they probably would put harry potter on their list the uh warner brothers tour it wasn't on my list but it would be on their list you know they yeah they would enjoy i was going to ask you about a little bit about how you got around but we kind of covered that so you didn't bother with an oyster card or anything before you no but my very very favorite day all all five of our oh. favorite day was actually the Stonehenge Bath Cotswolds day. Oh, so yeah, if I yeah. could have kept, if I could only have one day, I probably would have skipped everything in London and done that day because I <clears throat> loved it so much. Yeah. So maybe next time when you visit Cheryl, you can do a bit more of outside of London. I would like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and I do encourage that because it's um because everybody heads to London, which is great, and, and London's a fantastic city, and it's it's worth visiting, but um. I was trying to encourage it because I'm from the north, right. and I was like, you know, come out, come and visit, come and visit us up north, and come and come and visit, go and visit, because everybody goes to kind of Bath and and the Cotswolds and London, and, that, and it's like come and see York. And York go and is see on my York. list. Yeah, York, Northumberland. Come and visit, you know, explore Yorkshire. Right. Um, Liverpool would be fantastic next time as Beatles fans. Right. You know, right. Liverpool brilliant city and obviously then you can Wales and Scotland, and we're spending three weeks going around Scotland, so you could visit the UK multiple times <laughs> we, well, Scotland and another trip to London is on there next summer we're doing Ireland for my husband oh, okay. um, yep. but I do want to do another London Scotland and countryside visit um, yep. but there's so many things like I said that we didn't do um, I, yep. I would like and that and some of them are ones that are you know like Tate Modern or things that people know but there's also yeah. I wanted to do the Prime Meridian where you're standing in both hemispheres yeah. I wanted yes. to do um Sherlock Holmes Museum which is super random yeah. but so and then I wanted to do the Whispering Gallery but I think I said it's been closed since 2019 so yeah. when that opens that'll be the only reason I go to St. Paul's 
because I'm pretty yeah, churched yeah. out after Italy. Yeah, I can after yeah, Italy does that to you, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> doesn't it? Um, but again, yeah, you know, combining another trip to London and then just kind of visiting somewhere else in right. England. You no, know, often people take the train from London up to Edinburgh and stay off, stop off in York for a couple of days, and then kind of start their their kind of travels around um, Scotland from there. Right, um, which is a good way to do it as well. So, but um, obviously, you know, member of the group now. So, if for future planning, you know where to to you can come and kind of get lots of ideas and and ask questions and obviously we've got a a website as well as with lots of kind of information and resources on it well it's so helpful because sometimes I'll see a picture and I'm like I didn't know I needed to go there but I need to go there yeah oh it's true isn't it you don't know what you don't know it's one of those things that I didn't know about that actually somebody put a picture on in the Facebook group the other day and they were like where is this and I'm like I have no idea where it is and that loads of people in the group were like oh we know where that is I can't, I can't actually remember off the top of my head but it's um a castle just not too far from it which I didn't I'd never been to so I'm like well that's on my list so even though Doug and I've explored we've lived in the UK for years and years and we've explored the UK extensively but there's still going to be places that would go oh you know or I didn't know about that so mm-hmm. it's it's you know we also learn about fantastic places right. to go which is really good so I'm just gonna if, just skip a little bit I guess and ask where you stayed in London because I know you, you mentioned you had an Airbnb so um and I know this be an issue when you've got um for larger families so you, obviously with five of you staying in a hotel can get also just even finding accommodation for five can be can be a bit of a struggle yeah so every time we've been to Europe we've stayed in a Verbo or Airbnb so yeah. we it was Verbo this time um it was right by Harrods in Knightsbridge yeah um, and it was fine. It was like a basement apartment and super small. Um, but it, it worked for us. We don't spend a lot of time there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, my preference, like I said, would have been by the Covent Garden area. That's where I was looking because most of the things I wanted to do on this trip were there. Yeah. But it was like seven, 800 pounds a night, the accommodations yeah, there versus we paid like 350 a night. Yeah, and that makes yeah. a big difference. Time six nights, Absolutely. and the thing is, I guess you can always get the Uber and yeah, you know, back to it. And so it's you know, it, when you kind of work out the cost, I guess in terms of it's still going to work out cheaper getting the Uber back to your accommodation, right? You know, rather than when when it's when there's quite a few of you as well. I mean, to to kind of budget that in, we fly economy, and I stay like three. I try and keep my accommodations to three three fifty a night. Yeah. Because I would rather spend my money on experiences. We had a private yeah. tour of the countryside. You know, we had the yeah, Warner absolutely. Brothers. I'd rather spend my money doing things than where I sleep yeah. and how I get there. Yeah, no, no, that's a good, and that's something. Well, we do. I know we we talk about quite often. We'll we sometimes will stay in a in a bit more of an expensive hotel, and then you know a B and B. Right. <laughs> so we kind of. You know, we kind of mix it up a bit. So we have that experience because we just couldn't. It would be lovely to be able to stay in five-star right. hotels wherever we want, but that isn't going to happen. So right. <laughs> we do it occasionally. Yeah. So we, um, for example, we're, we're taking the Eurostar over to Paris. So we stay. We always stay in the Megara Hotel, which is opposite the St. Pancras International. And it's a little bit more expensive, than, <laughs> but it's worth it because if you're catching the train at 6 o'clock in the morning or whatever, ungodly hour, which we will be doing, um, it just makes things uh, a little bit easier. I saw you're taking the Versailles tour. I want to hear about that because we're going back to Paris in the fall um, and we did not hit Versailles last time. So I know you're UK, but I am curious to hear your thoughts on that take walks tour. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited about that actually because we've been to Paris numerous times, but the last time I actually went to Versailles was 12. 
Uh, <laughs> so that's a few years ago, shall we say? Um, so I'm really excited about that, and also going later on in the day when it's the kind of closing time with mm-hmm. the tour. So yeah, we'll be kind of feeding back on that and, tell, and let people know what that's like, and with videos as well. Um, so we've got three days in Paris, which is a nice kind of it's a nice amount of time to go and explore right. a bit of Paris and then back to London. We would have done more exploring, I think, mainland Europe if we'd had the chance because we we all said Amsterdam on the list with the Eurostar. But we're doing. Um, that. You'd think well, we would have plenty of time but that that'll have to wait till next time but like i mean you have to kind of look at those and no it'll have to wait i know we're doing amsterdam brussels and paris in the fall oh perfect uh we did paris but we did not do like sacre coeur and the montmartre area last time and we did not do musee d'orsay and we did not do versailles because again like london they're my two favorite cities in the world i'm like we will be back we do not have to hit everything. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas absolutely. Italy, absolutely. I didn't know if I'd be back. I'm like, let's just treat this like we are never going to be back and see everything. And our motto was, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And we just like hit it hard and saw everything. Yeah, absolutely. I took my uh, niece, oh, I'm going to get off topic, but I took my niece a few years ago for a 21st round Italy. And we had absolutely started off in Rome, actually, and ended up because at that point, my mom lived in Switzerland. So we did the um, Rome, Florence, you know, the usual mm-hmm. kind of trail, and then ended up in Switzerland, and it was amazing. And I know she she wants to do that again. She's like, can we do that again? This is must be about six years ago now. And I'm like, yes, yeah, so, and I do it exactly the same with the train. It was we had just an absolute ball, we really did. So it was good fun. Anyway, we'll kind of pop back to London. So is there um, anything that you would do differently next time you visit London, based on kind of your last trip or? I don't think so. I I, I love <laughs> I love vacation planning. So even though this yeah. trip came together in a month and a half, I always had like a rough London agenda in my head. Right now I have yeah. the next, like I said, Amsterdam, Brussels, Paris, yeah. Ireland, and Greece, Athens, and Santorini the year after that. So I always have, yeah. if gun to my head, if I had to plan a trip in a month, I could plan any one of those yeah. three. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I really, London was probably our most fun trip ever like it was just very tailored to kids and it was very much I didn't do anything that I felt like I had to do other than Stonehenge which I wound up loving yeah exactly exactly you really enjoyed it so I always this this one question I always ask everybody who comes on the podcast and is what would be the one tip you would give anyone visiting London for the first time um just do your research because like I actually did not know about the Churchill War Rooms from my last visit 25 years ago. And yeah. I was watching um, a Rick Steves uh, video and I was like, wait, what? And, uh, and then obviously I bought books and it, it's now one of the number one attractions. I'd like to yeah. go yeah. to the Imperial War Rooms next time. But just do, yeah. do your research yeah. because I would hate to get home and be like, Oh my gosh, how did I not know that and and miss something that you would have really have liked to see? Yeah, no, no, that's a that's a really good point. Well, Cheryl, I have to say thanks so much for coming on to the podcast today and giving us a report of your fabulous trip to London. Thank you. And thank you for your blog your Facebook group. I learned so much from it and I just love seeing everybody's posts. So thank you for doing that for everyone. Oh, no, we, we, we love that because obviously, you know, with the Facebook group and the, the website, we've got lots of resources on the website now. I think we're he- heading to about 200 posts on there. Um, then we cover obviously London, England, Scotland, Wales and Northern Ireland. I actually might put a section on for Ireland as well because that's coming up more often. Um, and obviously now the podcast. So it's, um, it's, it's great fun. We absolutely love doing it. Um, and we love meeting people from all over the world. So, and, uh, finding out how your trips go as well. I think I'm just nosy as well. <laughs> 
<laughs> love talking to people about Same. holidays and about traveling. So it's just brilliant. So, yeah, so thanks so much, Cheryl, for coming on. I really, really appreciate no, that. Thank you. It was so nice getting a face with a, a name behind the Facebook <laughs> group. So thank you for having me. Oh, no pleasure. I'm sure you will have enjoyed Cheryl's trip report as much as I did. You can find links to all the places and tours Cheryl mentioned in the show notes for this episode at uktravelplanning.com forward slash episode 13. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can support our work with the Tip Your Guide button, which is located on the UK Travel Planning website. That just leaves me to say bye for now and happy UK travel planning. Thank you.